Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Welcome everyone to episode number three from Delving into Islam Q&A. This is your host Wa'il and it is a blessing from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and a privilege that I'm able to talk to about the religion of Islam and that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is allowing me to share my knowledge with you. Thank you so much for listening and participating and sending in all your questions and suggestions. And speaking of which, if you have any questions or suggestions, please email me at delving into islam at gmail.com again delving into islam at gmail.com and i will get back to you as soon as possible inshallah now uh, what is delving into islam q a delving into islam q a is simply uh when we have you know our listeners sending in questions that are too long to uh, you know to respond or to answer via email and at the same time they are too short to discuss in a full length episode and today's actually question comes to us from uh, Khadija Khadija thank you so much for sending in your you know questions and there are a lot of questions that Khadija sent so maybe we're gonna uh, you know uh, uh, answer them in, in two parts and the reason why I didn't answer uh, Khadija's questions uh, in a, in a full-length episode is because uh, the questions are not related some of them are some of them are not so we cannot make a a, a topic out of it right so since a lot of these questions are not related and uh, they're not, you know, related to each other, then uh, we're going to answer them one by one. And uh, again, I'm going to, be- because some of them are related, so we're going to answer the related ones and then we might make a part two, inshallah, to, you know, answer the rest. So Khadija start- started her questions, first of all, uh, by saying, uh, how do you know which scholars to follow? Uh, and, uh, you know, th- th- answering this question is very, is very simple. You, you're not necessarily required to uh, follow a specific scholar or, you know, a set of scholars, right? Uh, what we're supposed to follow as Muslims is the, the, the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the sunnah of the Prophet sallallahu uh, And uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us this actually in the Quran. In the chapter of Nisa, verse number 59, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said what? Ya ayyuhalladheena amanu ati'u'ullah wa ati'u'r-rasul. So Allah saying, oh, those who believe, the believers, talking to the believers, obey Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the commands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the commands of the Prophet sallallahu meaning the sunnah of the Prophet sallallahu right? And also Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, said uh, in the chapter of uh, Hashr, verse number seven, وَمَا آتَاكُمُ الرَّسُولُ فَخُذُوهُ وَمَا نُهَاكُمْ عَنْهُ فَانْتَهُ This is a clear message from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to follow the sunnah of the Prophet ﷺ. For those who say we don't have to follow the sunnah, we just can follow the Qur'an. Well, the Qur'an itself tells you to follow the sunnah. Whatever the Prophet ﷺ gave you, commanded you to do, do it. Whatever he told you to do, follow him and do it. And if he forbade you from doing anything, do not do it. So if you're following the sunnah, if you're obeying the commands of the Prophet ﷺ, that means you are obeying the commands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and following the Qur'an as well. So that answers the first question, which is you follow the scholar that follows the sunnah of the Prophet ﷺ and above all the Qur'an. Uh, so again, there's no specific scholar. If if Because, if, okay, so I... Um, without naming any scholars, so I, I I follow some scholars and I look at different ones. I, I don't have a again a specific favorite one. Uh, I mean, 
to me, what be what would be the favorite scholar is the person who gives me the information in in a way that I like it. You know, and uh, not give me a, a different information. No, 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 no. I'm talking about the 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 way people explain things. Uh, people are different, right? Like you're, you, you have your favorite teacher at school, right? And it's not because one teaches you, and, and that's what we're talking about. Not because someone, if a scholar gives you bad information, you have to verify. That is another thing. There's, you have to verify everything that you take from a scholar. You have to verify from the Sunnah, and the Sunnah sources are massive online. You know, you can go online if you don't want to have the books of, you know, Al Bukhari and, and and the books of Sahih Al Muslim and all these books. Just follow, go online. There is actually a, a, a website that I, one of the websites that I use myself, it's called Islam Q&A or Islam Web. Uh, and they basically provide the numbers of the hadith, right? And the the, the, the sources and, and, you know, the chain of narrations, which I totally, totally, you know, trust. Because even, even that website, I go and I look at the books and they are the same numbers. So to me, that's how I verify it. Again, Islam Web is one uh, website that I like. And, and I think there's another website called Islam Q&A, something like that, or QA. Uh, so yeah, so I always verify when I'm I'm listening to a scholar, when I'm uh, following a scholar on YouTube, or you know, I always verify. I do not take things like like I always tell you on this podcast. Whatever I tell you, go verify it. You know, I do the verification myself, but you know, it won't hurt you to go verify what I'm saying. Do not take things at face value, right? Always verify and make sure that you know you're getting the right information. So there's no specific scholar that ultimately a Muslim should follow. The commands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the commands of the Prophet. And if there's a scholar who does this, then follow them if you like the way they, you know, explain things. So that is again for you know the first question. Now the second question is: are we allowed to interpret verses or do we need a scholar? Uh, you know, to do so. For example, uh, I believe that in the scientific theory as Big Bang, so uh, Khadija is telling us that she believes in the Big Bang, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made it happen. Uh, and, uh, you know, again, the science explains how it occurred and, and all these things. So Khadija is basically saying that she believes in the Big Bang. Uh, let's answer this part f- uh, for a second. And and that she believes that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one who caused the Big Bang. That is very true. We believe that the whole universe actually was one piece and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala basically made it scatter, right? And Allah is the cause of it. So we believe in the half of the theory of the Big Bang, of like the idea of the Big Bang, but we don't believe in what today's, you know, society or today's quote unquote modern science tells us, yes, it was one piece and then it was, uh, you know, the 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 whole universe was scattered. In the chapter of Anbiya, verse number 30, Allah actually confirms the Big Bang. Believe it or not, for those, you know, uh, who uh, have doubts out there, Allah said subhanahu wa ta'ala in, again, the chapter of Anbiya, verse number 30, Allah basically saying, the heavens and the earth were one piece. They were uh, you know, glued together. They were one uh, mass, one piece. And then we separated them. We did the scattering in the universe and they became the way you know it now. So Allah confirms the Big Bang, you know. Uh, so there's nothing wrong with that. But those who believe that the Big Bang was caused by 
randomly or by uh, any other entity that's of course you know bogus and we do not agree with that but we do believe in the big bang as muslims now let me go back to uh, the, the first part of this question or the second question which is are we allowed to interpret the verses or do we need the scholars so whether yeah you need scholars because again as long as the scholars follow the sunnah follow the, the correct interpretation like someone like ibn kathir scholars who are knowledgeable famous scholars that you can look them up again i don't have specific names but there are uh, people out there ibn kathir is has uh, there's a lot of books in terms of the actually a lot of uh, quranic apps uh, you know mobile apps they come with the tafsir of ibn kathir so when you play the quran actually they say do you want the 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 the, the explanation or the interpretation and it's some some apps come with it not the translation this is different i'm talking about the interpretation uh, of the quran let's take for example the chapter of al-duha Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said وَالضُّحَى وَاللَّيْلِ إِذَا سَجَى مَا وَدَّعْكَ رَبُّكَ وَمَا قَلَى وَلَا الْأَخِرَةُ خَيْرٌ لَكَ مِنَ الْأُولَى وَلَسَوْفَ يُعْطِيكَ رَبُّكَ فَتَرْضَى in this chapter, Allah is talking to the Prophet ﷺ and he said, he's swearing by the morning and the night, وَالْلَيْلِ and he's saying, مَا وَدَّعْكَ رَبُّكَ وَمَا قَلَى Allah did not abandon you. And Allah saying, and the, and, 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 and the hereafter is far better than this life. And Allah will give you more blessings and you'll be happy and content. Why would Allah tell this to the Prophet? Why would Allah say, I have not abandoned you? Why? Because there's a context going on here. This chapter is addressing a situation that happened to the Prophet. A situation that, alhamdulillah, we mentioned in the previous season. Talking about the life of the Prophet ﷺ when he went to the village of Ataif, and then uh, the, the wahi or the revelation or uh, or angel Jibril did not come to the Prophet ﷺ for a long time. Stopped coming to the Prophet ﷺ. It has been said like maybe for about six months or so. But then he's preaching. He's not you know waiting and he's preaching Islam to you know uh, that village of Ataif or that town called Ataif, and they hum- humiliated him. And they basically made their their little gang members or you know the the street gangs throw rocks at the Prophet ﷺ and he was bleeding from head to toe, and then he had to run out of the city. Imagine that's how he dealt with preaching Islam to you know uh, disbelievers, and they basically made fun of him. They 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 hurt him physically. Literally, he was literally bleeding from head to toe, and he kept walking. He was in shock from the response of the people. But what he got him more upset is that Allah Subhanahu wa Taala did not send him any revelation. For a very long time that, Look at the difference here Between a normal human being And prophets and messengers The Prophet ﷺ was so upset Not because he just got humiliated and, 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 and physically attacked and assaulted No That of course hurt him Of course broke his heart But what made it worse Was that he felt like Allah Was not talking to him anymore For six months So Allah sent him uh, Angel Jibreel with these verses. Allah is swearing by the morning and the night. Do not think that I abandoned you. And then Allah is now giving consolation to the Prophet, making him feel better. SubhanAllah, look at this. The hereafter, don't worry about this life and what you get in this life and all the humiliation and you know all the physical assaults and all. Don't worry about it because what's waiting for you in the hereafter is far better. But you wouldn't get it if you didn't know what happened. Who tells you what happened? It's the sunnah of the Prophet and scholars, of course, who read the sunnah and follow the sunnah. 
You know, I know I went on a tangent about this this chapter, but it's it's necessary. If you if you didn't know this story, and if you didn't know that this chapter was revealed to address this incident, you wouldn't understand what is Allah talking about here. You know, what is why is Allah saying to the Prophet, I have not abandoned you? Why would Allah do that? Why would Allah say that? So it is critical that we do not interpret the Quran ourselves because unfortunately some people misinterpret the Quran and they do horrible things thinking that they know what the Quran says or they understand it and in reality they don't. Right? All these extremist groups. Some of them know what the Quran says but they abuse it and they use it to basically uh, make, uh, you know, to recruit people, right? To uh, manipulate people. And Islamophobes, those who are non-Muslims, who are trying to attack Islam, what they do the same thing. They take the Quran, the, the text out of context, and then they manipulate the public. And they say, look, look, Quran tells them to fight and kill. And, 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 and that's how it goes. So as Muslims, we should not try to uh, interpret the Quran ourselves. Another question she's asking is, what would people, why would people believe in the Ahmadi views if he's just a random man? Well, why would people believe in Satan and worship Satan? Certain, certain people do worship Satan. He's Satan. So, you know, people, you cannot judge uh, a belief or a religion because of the people following it or the number of people following it. Uh, towards the, the, and we didn't get to that, but towards the, the, the day of judgment, towards the end of time, the Dajjal, the Antichrist, will have thousands and thousands of followers. This is going to be a scary number. And by the way, this happen, this, will ha this will happen in a time that there won't be a lot of humans left on earth. So when I say thousands of thousands, that will be a big portion of the world. The majority of the world, by the way. The minority won't follow him. Again, keep that in, in, in your mind. Like, Look at this. Towards the end of time, the majority of mankind will follow the Dajjal, the Antichrist. And the minority won't. Does that mean he's right? No. You do not judge someone's, uh, again, uh, a religion or a belief because a few people or a couple of thousand people are following him or, or her or whatever. Allah said that Islam is the final religion. Prophet Muhammad is the final prophet. Follow the commands of the Quran and the Sunnah of the Prophet. Anything that comes beyond that is not allowed in Islam. You're, you deviated from Islam. So, yeah, that's why Ahmadi is not to be followed, even if they have followers. It d doesn't make sense. You know, uh, again, I was going to, you know, he's a random man. People could be easily misguided and misled. You know, most of humanity, by the way, are, are like the, the, are Christians. And this, actually the, mo the number one rising belief, not Islam, actually. Islam is the number one rising religion. But the number one rising belief outside of the religion is atheism. People don't want to believe. Does that mean it's right? So do not judge, again, the belief or uh, or any belief system by that there are people following it. There will always be, be people follow the wrong thing. And there will always be, there will always be people who are, you know, uh, misguided. Uh, thank you so much, Khadija. And inshallah, don't worry, I'm going to answer the rest of the questions in another episode. Uh, in another category um, and thank you all for listening wassalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh